Hello, hello, we are back. Um, it's me and it's Shauna Williams McCutcheon. We are back here and we are going to talk about money and advanced degrees and what our future goals are. So um, Shauna, you and I both have decided that as of right now, we are not um, doing any advanced degrees. Um, we are okay with our bachelors right now. Um, we've been very successful. Mm -hmm. um, and I can say for me, um, part of the reason that I have um, stayed where I am is because I, I make pretty good money. Um, mm -hmm. And I have made uh, good money where, where I've been in my career. And um, I just don't have a desire mm -mm. to go back to school. I don't have a desire to do clinicals. Like, I don't, I don't have a desire right now to be in a position that is, that requires or the, the company is requesting a, you know, a master's level or a doctorate level degree. Um, because in the industry that we're in, we've been able to move up in our companies um, and our resumes are pretty nice. Mm -hmm. And so. most of the positions we've moved up in have required a BSN, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it, it hasn't been anything high, higher. And some of them don't even require the BSN. It's, it's the ADN for um, right. the directors of nursing positions. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So, like, what would you say to, um, what would you say to a nursing student who was saying, you know, I'm struggling, I'm having a hard time in school, I just have one semester left, or this is my last semester, I'm graduating, you know, I can't even see myself going on to school, um, going on to further, you know, get a master's to become a nurse practitioner. Um, what would you say to a, a nursing student? Right. I would encourage them to work like we were encouraged to, to do some hospital time first. Mm -hmm. That hospital time of that first year is really going to tell you where you really want to be. Absolutely. Um, I knew coming out of school, going into the hospital, that my passion was mm -hmm. not there. Yeah. Um, yeah. While in nursing school, I was working for the company the competitor mm -hmm. that I mm -hmm. worked for for 10 years right. as a CNA. Mm -hmm. So it was one of those things where I knew that uh, this is home. Right. You know, right. this is, it's, it's so therapeutic, mm -hmm. that environment. But I would encourage them to get that hospital time. Yes. Get those skills, unless you're going into a skilled nursing facility that has some of those skills. Right. Um, because the skilled nursing facilities kind of give you a little bit of both. Yep. Mm -hmm. It can give you some critical care and it can give you some long-term care. Right. Because you have a re your rehab hall yes. and then you'll have your long-term care hall. Yes. So if you're not really sure but you love that environment, mm -hmm. then skilled is where it's at. And they do hire new grads. They do. They hired so, me. Mm -hmm. They did. So definitely. Yeah. I mean, I know that my path was not as, you know, conventional. It was, it's not, I did not follow the, the guidance of mm -hmm. my advisors in nursing but school. But you went to skill. I did. So that was a, you, well, you yeah. saw a lot too. I did. I saw a lot. You saw skill. everything that the hospital was discharging, really. Absolutely. From whatever floor. Absolutely. I yeah. did. I mm -hmm. did. I did see that. Um, but I didn't go on the med surge unit. I didn't go to, you know, a, a trauma unit or I didn't get that fast paced, um, environment with younger people 
a fast-paced environment with older people is a beast. Some people would not be able to Dang. to hang. Yeah. They just they just really would not be able to hang. Yeah. I mean, it's just I don't know. They just wouldn't be able to hang. Um, with us having our older people there and them up through the middle of the night and wandering, wandering and then you got this one yelling out in pain, this one over here trying to pull somebody's G tube out, and I tell you, it's a, it's 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 nursing and critical care, I mean critical care nursing uh-huh. and a little dementia, absolutely, all in the mix, absolutely. I mean, I can you hear stories about people in the hospital? I haven't sat down all night long. I have been up, da da da. Yeah, well, I did that in skill. Yeah, I did that in skill. Yeah. I have had to sit down. Yeah. Chair alarms going off, sit down, come right. back. I, when I was working third shift in skilled, I can remember, you know, um, taking a, a overbed table mm-hmm. in the middle of the hall with charts mm-hmm. because we were down a CNA. Yep. And I'm on the hall mm-hmm. answering the lights as they come on mm-hmm. while the other aides are doing their rounds on the other halls. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, so yeah, there have been nights where I can remember in skilled not sitting down nope. all night long. Making it work. I mean, God forbid, you know, you're having to change these IV bags and run these antibiotics and run this and run that. I mean, you know, we we see it. We see it. So you decided not to do any advanced degrees. What else would you, what else is it that we can do as nurses to bring in money? Like I have a, a consulting company mm-hmm. and you have a consulting yes, company as well nurse consultants mm-hmm. and we sort of do the same thing mm-hmm. um where we consult our services to adult care homes facil- assisted living facilities and some skilled facilities mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i think you know w- with all the surveys and all the exposure we mm-hmm. went through we're like that second set of eyes absolutely and you know, they're paying us for our service and I get to set the price. Yes. I get to, you know, my time is very valuable. Absolutely. Um, It can be hourly. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If you call me, there may be a consulting fee. Absolutely. It just depends. Um, And what I do for you fits in my schedule. Yes. Because I have to fit my schedule into the Thomas and the Micah and the Romans of the world. Absolutely. So it's almost like it's, it's, the best of both worlds because mm-hmm. I'm naming my price, but you're also working on my time. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that you have a lot of nurses that don't know mm-hmm. that they have that. Yeah. They have that ability yeah. to yeah. be able to do, to step outside of your normal nine to five. Mm-hmm. You need a little extra vacation money. You need mm-hmm. an extra money to play around with. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have skills. You do. And that's why I think, you know, there's not a certificate or a degree in the world that can top the between the both of us the fifteen the twenty fifteen year experience we've had in right. long term care. Absolutely. Like Yeah. I mean and you know Sean and I both we went from the regional positions and we did take a pay cut. Yeah. So that we could be in a position that would better suit our families and our, our family life mm-hmm. um, so that we could have a little bit more flexibility, so that we could have that time without our phones. Because mm-hmm. at one point, our phones were just glued to us. Yeah. So that we could have that time without our phones, without people calling us, 
to be able to spend with our families, mm-hmm. um, to be able to have that Shauna time and that Jennifer time mm-hmm. where we could, um, we get, you know, we get a break from the husband and the kids. Mm-hmm. We can do stuff like this right here. We can just sit and we can talk um, or we can go to the spa. We can take a trip, yeah. you know, and not worry about having to take our phone with us mm-hmm. when we're going on that trip. However, we still took a pay cut. We did. We, we took did. a pay cut. But it balances out because <laughs> the time you get back, mm-hmm. nobody ever thinks about that. Right, right. The time you get back mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at such a pivotal point with my children and their age, yes. it's invaluable. Right. And I just have to, like I said, you know, find things that I can do, mm-hmm. which assisted living and long-term care will always be my passion. Absolutely. It will all, you cannot take that away from you me. Can't. I, you I can't. You cannot. Yeah. You can't take that away from me. So to, to be back in those environments mm-hmm. on my terms. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Supporting. Absolutely. Training. Absolutely. I love training. Absolutely. That's one thing I, I will say training. about assistant living that um, that I, I do miss yeah. is pouring back into some of those aids that we, mm-hmm. and those med techs mm-hmm. that we had. Um, some of them, uh, you know, have gone on to become nurses. Nurses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Under our watch. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And they are now our colleagues. Yeah. Um. But, you know, sometimes, because, you know, with the companies we work for, Mm -hmm. and we cover regions now. Yeah. Essentially, we still cover regions just from a hospice perspective. We still have assisted livings in our region. Uh And when I get to call one and talk to one of those med techs, Uh or I get to go for a supervisory visit, how are things going? Is there anything you need? Mm -hmm. Baby, let me show you this. Let me show you that. Right. It it, it still gives me that fuel that I miss. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just something that we won't forget because it's what's so near and dear to us. We just won't forget it. Right. We will not forget it. So, like, one thing that we as leaders have to sometimes deal with, and that's just being in middle management. Right. So, at this point, you and I, we are, we're not necessarily directly supervising CNAs, but we're supervising other nurses. Right. Um. And it's a it's a different ball game when mm-hmm. you're supervising um, a nurse versus an aide. I Absolutely. mean, you know, the nurse has a little bit more to lose, so um, this is more of a career for them. So um, just being in middle management with your your colleagues above and below you, because usually above you you have another nurse. Um, I feel like it can be tough. Just because, you know, you have those people who are under you that, and you can feel them. You feel them, you know what they're going through, you understand. However, you still have someone that you have to give results to and report to. Mm -hmm. What would you say to someone that is coming into our role? Now, we, you know, we, you know, we said before, we're just strong women. And Mm -hmm. we, when we took you know, our positions, whether it be regional or whether it be, a, you know, a pay cut, a position as a, with a pay cut, we were able to name our price and stick to it and say, you know, mm-hmm. this is what we're doing and I can't do too much less than this. You know, <laughs> right, that's, right. Just that. that's just that. Um, but what would you say to someone coming into, for the first time, middle management? What would you say to them? Um, like, what advice would you give to them? Something that they could hold on to 
that would help them in many situations? Like, what would you say to them? If that person, I would be very honest with them. Mm -hmm. And if they had never supervised or managed at any capacity, I would be honest and say, this is not a good idea. Mm -hmm. I say that because it's easier to me coming from being the DON mm-hmm. and now stepping down mm-hmm. to the middle management, mm-hmm. I understand my role completely. Yes. And the yes. role I play and right. my position. Right. So when you come into the position and you don't know the role and you don't know the mm-hmm. chain of command and how it flows, mm-hmm. then that's when you, you feel like you feel a little out of control. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can feel like, okay, um, I'm being micromanaged. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes you can feel like um, I don't have control of my team. Right. So the biggest thing I could tell them is communication. Yeah. That's the huge part of being in the middle. Absolutely. You have to be able to communicate up up top Mm -hmm. and down low. Mm -hmm. And a lot of things from up top, are going to come down and they're not going to feel good right. and they're not going to make very much sense right. to you. I know they don't make good sense to me sometimes. Absolutely. But that's not a choice. Right. That's my job. Yep. yep. And you have to learn how to accept and buy into situations even though you don't completely agree. Mm-hmm. You got to see the big picture. Yes. What is the goal? Mm-hmm. Now, they're giving you the plan mm-hmm. and they're telling you what the goal is. Mm-hmm. How are you going to get your, your team to that plan. Absolutely. How how are you going to maneuver them to get them on the same page? And the number one thing is take you out of it. It's mm-hmm. not personal. Right. It's business. Yes. And this is the plan. Yeah. And if you as the middle manager, if you aren't buying into the plan, then you can't bring your you can't get your team up to standards. Absolutely. If you're not buying into the plan. Right. They're going to sense oh, my boss really don't want to do it. She's just telling us something. She's mm-hmm. not following up. Mm-hmm. But remember, you were given a directive. This is the goal. Right. So somebody's looking at, at you as the middle manager to make sure that your team make improvements on whatever we're asking. Right. And I think I think communication is key, but I think also being able to do just what you said, being able to look at the entire picture mm-hmm. and see how this small piece is going to work to make the entire organization or this entire department um, run better. I think that is a huge, huge, huge thing Mm -hmm. in getting your staff Mm buy-in. And then, of course, delivery is everything. Oh, yeah. Because if you're delivering it negatively, then they're going to be like, I mean, if you say, if they say, okay, um, we're going to support another team um, the last two weeks mm-hmm. of the month because mm-hmm. this team is is stretched. And if I'm telling my team, you know, I really don't feel like doing this, they don't realize how much work we got. Right. We got No. My job is to figure out how I can meet those needs. Yes. And, and I need to have a presentation ready to show my team, this is what they're asking, this is how we can do it, and it's fine. Right. And I'm going to help you. Right. But if I just say you figure it out, Tell me what days you can come. Mm-hmm. Some people need you to do something as small as looking at their caseload yes. and seeing how these people can be moving mm-hmm. around. And mm-hmm. this is coming from a, our world now, our right. hospital right. perspective. Some nurses are really just type A and all they see is 
these 17 patients and I have to see them and it has to be on this day, mm-hmm. on these days. Well, there can be adjustments made. Yep. Yep. And I'm going to help you. That's what the point of being a good supervisor is. I'm going to help you maneuver through that. Absolutely. Being able to pour back into your nurses, mm-hmm. being able to pour back into your team and say, okay, this isn't the best way. Let's try this way. Mm-hmm. Teaching them how to work smart. And not hard. And not hard. Mm-hmm. Teaching them how to work smart. Um, I mean, it, that's that's one of the things that I had to learn as a leader mm-hmm. was learning how to work smart and not hard. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I went home dog tired mm-hmm. after just an eight hour day, not even a 12 hour day, mm-hmm. after an eight hour day. Because I was just doing things the you hard just chasing way. Your tail. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely, and not delegating. There you go. And not delegating. When I go. learned that, honey, Ooh. she delegation is my best friend. Honey. Yes, yes. yes. Now it she is. learn what you can delegate. Right. But a lot of people miss this. If you're gonna delegate, you got to follow up on a delegation. Absolutely. I don't care who you delegate to. Right. You got to you got to make because sure it got done. You're responsible. Yes, ma'am. And knowing your team, yeah. who can knowing who your can team, you delegate to. Yeah, because everybody you can't delegate. You can't. <laughs> you cannot delegate everybody. They, they can't <laughs> help you to save their life. It's right. okay. Everybody has their strengths and weaknesses. Right. Right. And you a and leader identifies that. that. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You are absolutely right. You are absolutely right. Identifying the strengths and weaknesses of your team, giving your team whatever they're strong at, you hand this over here to them because you know that they're gonna take care mm-hmm. of it. You know that they're gonna be able to even teach somebody else on the team about mm-hmm. it. That, and, that and what I is like running um my largest building, which was one hundred and sixty five beds, I had uh-huh. four nurses. I had an RN and three LPNs. Mm-hmm. And you know we had to manage wounds. Yep. Um, I had so many patients on Coumadin. Mm-hmm. I had so many patients um, who had um, were followed by a wound nurse. Yeah. Therapy. Mm-hmm. So I had to, I had to assign one nurse to the Coumadin book. Yep. And everybody knows, thirty-seven Coumadins in the building. Those labs. Those doses Girl, changes. the first thing that the state going to walk in exactly. and ask for. Exactly. And you so know they're going to pull the chart. So I had to have one nurse managing that book. And mm-hmm. guess what? It won't my RN. Because People sleep on LPNs. Thank you. People because sleep on LPNs. essentially I looked at her and she was my assistant. Mm-hmm. So why am I going to tie her down to this book when she can do anything that I can do in my absence? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I need her free. Mm-hmm. For anything, right? But this good old LPN right here, mm-hmm. who's task oriented mm-hmm. and very detailed. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And that's that's one thing that you have people that sleep on LPNs. Mm-hmm. I mean, they sleep on LPNs, and it it's it's it it's bothersome to mm-hmm. me. It's bothersome I have, I have to had me. some good training and skilled facilities from LPNs. Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes. ma'am. I yes. had some of my best training from an LPN. Uh-huh. I, I did. A, took quite a few shifts with her. Mm-hmm. I remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did fresh out of nursing school. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I did. I did because when I left after graduation, I went to UNC, and my sister, who's a registered nurse at Rex, she said, "You need two jobs. If you don't have any kids, you need two jobs. You need every nurse got more than one gig. Yes. If you're yes. a nurse with only one gig, 
I'll, it's too much money out here for you to just have one. I'm telling you, especially yeah. if you're in the hospital working 12 hour shifts. Yeah, 312. You got all that other time. Yeah, after that one day of, of resting, after those yeah. 312, you good. Mm-hmm. You got some more smoke in you to give yes. somebody else another eight hours or another yes. 12. Pick up a per diem shift. Exactly. So, and you're going to get paid a little extra time. Yeah, money. What? So, yes, I went and worked at Pruitt. Mm-hmm. Um, in long-term care, and um, I was trained by an LPN, mm-hmm. and I will never forget that experience. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're nurses, too. They're nurses, too, and they can be, they, they can critically think just as good as an RN. They got to know when to call you. Right. They, they do. got to know what they look they at. When this is above they me, do. and Absolutely. I need that RN for that mm-hmm. assessment piece. Now, I mean, of course, you know, the Board of Nursing says yeah. that there are things that an LPN cannot do things that have to be done by an RN. We recognize all of that. But still, your LPNs can get you to the point yes, of what, when it's needed to mm-hmm. needed for an RN to come in mm-hmm. and do mm-hmm. what needs to be done. Your LPN can get you to the point. Yep. So mean, when they, the state would come in, they would go to this R, this LPN for mm-hmm. my Kumin and Log, mm-hmm. and then they would go to another LPN for my wounds. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. I still have my RN doing um, rounds with the support services, with the home health companies that were coming in, mm-hmm. managing my wounds. But as far as looking at that documentation and making sure that home health nurse was giving us weekly measurements and assessments, mm-hmm. oh, that was an LPN all day. Yeah. And making sure that that support, that home health agency's wound measurements matched ours mm-hmm. and that the orders matched. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was an LPN all day long. Yeah, and so I bet she had know, it tight. All she time. had it. They both did. Yeah, we didn't skip a beat. So you definitely got to delegate, and you got to know who you delegate to, absolutely, and what they can handle. Absolutely. So, Miss Shauna, what does your future look like? Now, I know you have your two boys, and I got my two girls. But what does your future look like? And I know that you know we we're talking about nourishment for nurses. But, you know, just like the saying is, nurses can do the job of many, you know, our future may not be something that is directly um, in the nursing field. However, it could be something that we could bring nursing into. Um, So, I mean, not not putting all your business out there because we don't want to, you know, count our eggs before they hatch or tell too many secrets. But what is it? What are some things that you... Um, would like to share um, that you see as a future goal? I definitely want to continue the consulting. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, our community, specifically yes. um, African-American community, mm-hmm. could use a lot of support maneuvering through this healthcare industry. Especially in the rural communities. Yeah, they, you know, a lot of people I'm finding are clueless to, to hospice. Yes. To home health. Or they still believe hospice is going to kill everybody. everybody. Or morphine. Yeah, morphine going to get you trying to kill me. Or home health. Mm-hmm. I don't think everyone is truly knowledgeable about the resources that are out here and how they fit in that. Absolutely. So I, I definitely feel like um, consulting and... You know, being that support person for them. Mm-hmm. Because I know you have a lot of, um, what do you call them? Geriatric care managers. Yeah. And, and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. they can't assess. Right. And I think a lot of people miss that point. They do. They cannot go in. And when we say assess, we're talking about a, a nursing assessment, assessment. Which is required for any skilled or long-term Absolutely. care placement. A nursing assessment yes. must be completed. And I think that... 
I that is what I'm going to be doing more of. Mm -hmm. I get a lot of calls. Something's going on. My loved one's ready for something. I don't know what they're ready for. Right, right. And then I go in and I say, okay. Let's um, explore some let's of these explore, options. Yes, because yeah. Yeah, see, they're, they're, we may, we do need to seek some placement. Yeah. Or you may we may can tap into your VA benefits and get some services brought it down. Do you know how many nobody, people don't know about PCS nobody. services? Yeah. Mm-mm. And PCS services, depending upon the need, PCS services can put an aid in your home for seven days. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Seven days yeah. a week. Yeah. Somebody can come in and help provide, you know, you know, that that daily activities of daily living care. But a huge part of that is if a nurse because what they'll say is you need to go to the VA, you need to be evaluated. Mm-hmm. Okay, well I have a nurse. I have a nurse consultant who has assessed me and can you speak with her? Right. Right. In my presence, about what my needs are, mm-hmm. that can be half the battle. Mm-hmm. If I'm calling you, telling you that this patient has an ulcer, the wound is not getting any better, the patient is now bed bound, needing meal support, all yes. of that. That's giving the the VA like, okay, we need to, we might need to push this one forward. Right. This is an immediate need. Absolutely. We may need immediate placement. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that these skilled facilities have VA beds. Yes. All of them have a, a couple of VA beds. Most of them have five or more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just a matter of you being placed in that facility, yes. the VA being notified, and those benefits being sent in there, being sent there to pay for your room and board. Absolutely. And there may be a portion you have to pay. Right, right. A lot right. of people don't think about that. It could not be, might, may not be totally free, but that is a benefit that you have access to. Absolutely. So just helping, you know, the community and people resource resources I, yes. I will never get tired of that absolutely i mean uh, you know looking at our rural communities mm-hmm. out here just looking at the amount of people who don't have enough information about the covid vaccine mm-hmm. they just don't have enough information about the covid vaccine other mm-hmm. than that is then that it is new mm-hmm. um you know that's just that's a whole nother story, mm-hmm. but um, that's I mean I, I, that's awesome. It's service is in our heart, mm-hmm. no matter what we do, it's deep in our heart, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's going anywhere. Mm-mm. It's not going anywhere. It's gonna be in everything that we do. It's and gonna show up. Else, both of our mothers are gonna keep telling people, "Let me call Jenny. Let me call Shawn. Yes, yes. See you. Call Let her. me give you Jenny number right yes, quick. Yes. And my mom would be like, "Jenny, at least like, once a week." Yes. At least once a week. Jenny, can you call sister sister so and so? She's having a problem. Mm-hmm. And she just needs you to call her. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And you know what? I call sister so and so. Yep. And I help her solve exactly. her problem. Exactly. I'll go take a blood pressure. Absolutely. With I go and take a blood pressure with an electric pump and she got sitting right there. Oh. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> it's okay. Yep. It's, it's it's deep in our hearts. Yeah, but I, you know, I pray prayerfully the churches will open up more. Yeah, because I definitely, you know, with this year of COVID, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really see that there's a lot of education needed, and it absolutely. can start right there. It can. It absolutely it can, can start, start right there. there. As yes. many times as I have been called on mm-hmm. this COVID year, right, 
I've been called on more this COVID year because people are in the home. Right. They're not mobile and they're declining. They it's are. Especially if you have a cognitive issue. Yes. It's just, it's, yes. It's, it's, you're declining even faster. Yeah. So there's a larger need. And I mean, I, you think about how many people, they go to Bible study, they go to prayer meetings, mm-hmm. they go to those, church on Sundays. Those are social engagements yeah. and times where they get to interact. And now that's not happening. Right. So there's a need. There's a need for folks like you folks like me Mm -hmm. to get back to our community and do what it is that God has called us to do and serve. All right, Miss Shauna, thank you so much for coming. You're so welcome. Anytime. I'm going to invite you back. You know I am. Yes, yes. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much, everyone. Um, If you want to, you can. You can see us on the social media sites, Instagram, Facebook, and Nourishment for Nurses. Want to keep up with events or new things happening with Nourishment for Nurses? Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Nourishment for Nurses or join our private Facebook group, Nourishment for Nurses. Thanks for keeping in touch.